Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for August 18th, 2019. Uh, We are coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And uh, we're still chugging along year C proper 15 now, uh, climbing up in in numbers there, uh, feeling older as the year goes by. Uh, But uh, but, uh, we have a lot to talk about in these these, uh, readings, so I will push along. Uh, as you might recall, we retired the the sponsorships uh, due to a lack of actual funding from them, um, and uh, we're going to go into uh, stump the priest uh, uh, um, with episcopal terms, uh, church terms uh, uh, to be sure. Some of them are very episcopalian, some of them are just church church terms in general. But uh, uh, hey, if they're on the church's website, uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use them. Yeah, um, episcopal church. So website. today's word is. Para eschatology. Two eschatologies. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it in terms of uh, wh- where para would come from. Uh, para paranormal. That I was going to say, so kind of leads. So are you. these her- her- heretical eschatologies? No, actually, no, no, no. no. So. Uh, if if one gives up, uh, one and one does. Okay, uh, para eschatology is the study of what happens between death and the and I love how this is phrased the ultimate state of a person. Oh, okay. Para eschatology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and do you want me to talk some more about? That? I, I sure because okay. I I love first what I would say is I love how they phrase it's not like. For certain, for certain, it's this bookend and this bookend. Death we know, we're right. familiar with, and the ultimate state of a person. Yeah, uh, because we don't get messages from that, you know, right. that other bookend. We don't exactly know what that looks like. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's the study of what happens between those two points. And one of the great controversies, um, almost since the and maybe since even the time of the Apostle Paul, so very shortly after Jesus' resurrection, is when we die, do we go straight to the afterlife? Or, as is described in some scriptures, do we sleep for a while until there's an awakening, either at the end of time or at some in-between stage? Right. And within... The Roman Catholic tradition, they developed a whole concept of purgatory, which really yeah. gives an in-between time for those who um, weren't quite good enough for heaven, but weren't quite bad enough for hell. Right. And in the Episcopal Church, we uh, do not have a concept of purgatory, and we have a much stronger concept and belief in God's grace for all. So... Um, we still, as Episcopalians, love to talk about absolutely anything, and we have very few required doctrinal beliefs. And so, yes, there's quite a bit we can talk about yeah. of what happens after we die and still be within the big tent that is the Episcopal Church. Right, right, right. Yeah, as, as, as the Episcopal Church goes, uh, uh, dogmatic views are not really our, no, our super forte. There our, are a couple of things that we're like, oh, yeah, this, you know, these are the tent poles of, of, mm-hmm. of, of the church or of, of yeah. our specific brand of faith, but uh, it's not 
once you get beyond those couple of points, you're kind of like, man, it's... <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we try to be very humble about what we do not know. Right. And I, I mean, think that it would be safe that, to say para-eschatology uh, uh, does study things that we do not know for sure. Yeah. And have <laughs> extremely little data on. Yes, yes. The scientist in me says that there, there's still some testing to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impossible to do. <laughs> Which is impossible to do. Yeah. So, uh, kind of, but, but yeah, there, there's, there's lots of different beliefs uh, that, that would fall under this category yeah. of, of, of feelings of how, how things work. Like you mentioned, uh, uh, there's, there's the, uh, uh, how, what, what even the afterlife looks like and, yeah. and uh, uh, whether or not it, it, continues to develop once you do reach it or yeah. not yeah um it's it's pretty open-ended that second bookend right and it's it's very connected with christ's teachings about you don't know mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what it's going to be yeah we actually talked about that that was kind of the ending of uh of uh the the luke reading last week yeah. which was don't know you don't know yeah <laughs> you never know yeah when when it's going to happen or what's going to happen? So. so this this is an area one could have loads of discussion about. Never reach a conclusion and be absolutely correct. Yes, exactly. Very Episcopalian. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's move on to our reading. Yeah. Uh, our first one here comes from Jeremiah chapter twenty three, verse twenty three through twenty nine. Am I a god nearby? Says the Lord, and not a god far off. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord. I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long? Will the hearts of the prophets ever turn back, those who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart? They plan to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, just as their ancestors forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but the let the one who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? So, um... It starts off there, um, talking about whether or not, uh, am, am I a god that has proximity to human creation, or am I uh, 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 far off and 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 you know distant? Uh, who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them? That line actually, in immediately in my mind, made me think of Adam and Eve. Uh, Good. Uh, yeah. Of like suddenly realizing their nakedness and thinking that they can hide from God. Right. And God, and if I remember the verse correctly, it, I think it even implies God walks uh, yeah. through the garden and goes, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right? <clears throat> kind of implying the answer to that question is, I'm a God nearby. Yeah. I am not far off. And part of the dynamic here is that as the one true God became more and more revealed. Uh, in other words, as the Jewish tradition developed, it took place during a time when most of the world religions around the region of Judah and Israel had beliefs in extremely localized gods. That right. gods were seen as uh, limited to their territory, 
that if you went into another country, your own gods could not cross the border, and therefore you would start to worship the gods of the territory right. you are now living in, and that you literally could hide from a from a god. Right. Um, depending on the powers of the god was how you would hide. Um, and some people had uh, belief in what we now call household gods, which are mm -hmm. often represented in small statues that are now dug up by the gazillions in archaeological digs. And basically, if you turn the little statue to the wall, the god, that god couldn't see what you were doing. So that's when you could right. do things that would displease that god. And then when you were done, you could rotate the god back and, hi, right. everything's good. You just, like a, just like a, 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 having a picture of your, your grandfather in the TV room who is a big Dodgers fan. And you would just uh, put the, you know, you'd put the the picture down as you root for the Cardinals, and then uh, and then, you know, when it was yeah. all said and done, probably back, back up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. I, so I'm reading as I'm reading this, I am um, I'm I'm picking up a little bit of a hint that um, the writer uh, here is kind of starting to go on a, a, a bit of a rant against uh, uh, prophets. Not so much because... False uh, prophets. Prof exactly right. And, and, and maybe... Um, and that's the, the, the point of, uh, of this is that uh, these prophets... Uh, he, he does talk about, like, let them, you know, let them say what they want. But, uh, you know, they, they let, let the people who actually are faithful be fully heard as well because the i don't know if at this period of time if 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 this is the case but it kind of is seeming like look a lot of you prophets are doing this for personal attention personal um, attention personal gain personal power <clears throat> right and that that uh that is starting to really tick me off <laughs> <laughs> yes but there's also a, a modern a contemporary interpretation that's not to be lost, which is all of us that I know of are at times a false prophet to ourselves. How because so, Bruce? Go, we'll go into more detail. <laughs> that we mistake our own desires for God's desires. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's the quick way of saying it. That we think that God wants us to do, maybe it's a, a really good thing, but we really are are mistaking our own judgment as an evaluation for God's call. Mm. And we think that God wants us to do this great thing. And God's saying, no, that's not for you to do. That's someone else's task. Right. Um, but therefore, we're a false prophet. Mm. And so it's not giving bad theology about the end of times or something, refer back to our beginning quiz, but it's instead being misleading to ourselves and to others, or maybe just to ourselves, mm -hmm. about what is God's desire, both um, in a short-term context and in a long-term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're... Um, verse 27 kind of does seem uh, as though they're... Um, Specific prophets that he's talking about are, are they, they, these people, I, I find that interesting. People, uh, they plan to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, just as uh, their ancestors forgot my name for, for Baal. Uh, because they make 
they make it about themselves. They're, yeah. you know, the, 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 the prophecy is about, you know, their interaction with their creator and, and, and the story is about themselves. It's not yeah, about where they think the people should be headed towards, what should be the nation's goals. Cause in this time, the prophets were, um, fairly powerful in terms of the government. Okay. okay. And so it wasn't just that they were having inaccurate Bible studies or something, but it really was that they were instead giving terrible advice to the rulers because they were speaking out of their own opinions rather than God's uh, directions. Gotcha. Yeah. That, so, so this was, you know, Oh, you know, this, this prophet had this, dream that said like oh you should shower you know you should put the you know all this wealth in the hands of uh of this group of people so that they could invest it for the for the kingdom and handle your finances from here on out ignore the fact that that's my brother <laughs> <laughs> yes that, but there but with in the scripture unfortunately it's not always that obvious sure that it could be more um Along the lines of, yes, God really wants us to take over that territory because we need more territory for our people. And that will help fulfill the prophecy of God that this is supposed to be all of our land. I gotcha. When, in fact, God's like, whoa, I'm not saying that. Stop that. Right, right, No war, no war. Um, So it may not even be for the personal gain of the prophet. It could be instead the prophet thinks this is a great idea. Right. And therefore, every great idea is from God, right. and we should do it. Uh, we, we were not uh, uh, completely devoid of that uh, even after uh, Jesus' uh, uh, yeah. death and resurrection. Uh, just think of all, you know, a lot of the holy wars, the, the crusades right. that we had. Um, great example. In a way, there were a lot of you know, prophecies yeah. that were born out of God uh, says we should, that yeah, time. God says we should conquer the Holy Land and... Drive out the Turks. Yeah, and it was yeah. completely false. Those, yep. those are false prophets. I, not to say they didn't have that dream. Right. <laughs> I have a dream. Well, um, yeah, and that's part of what this passage <clears throat> says. Is, yeah, they will have the dream. It yeah. doesn't mean it's from God. Right. Yeah, uh, let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream. But take it with a grain of salt. He calls it a, <laughs> calls it a dream, not a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Evaluate it. Pray over it. Be careful with it. Yeah. Uh, anything else from Jeremiah? There's a well, there, there's there's a there's a tri, trifecta afterwards. Uh, 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 what, what was the line after? Uh, yeah, this is after the reading. reading. See therefore, and this is God talking. See therefore, I'm against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words from one another. See, I'm against the prophets, says the Lord. Use their own tongues and say, says the Lord. See, I'm against the prophets who prophesy lying dreams, says the Lord and who tell them and who lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness. Mm. So that's part of that leading people into yeah. war and all sorts of huge mistakes. Yeah, uh, they, they, they could have, the, the writer could have said all of that in, you know, a, a string of one sentence, but yeah. uh, breaking it apart saying, I'm against the prophets who, I'm yeah. against the, these prophets who, I'm against the pro- these prophets who, uh, definitely driving home the point that he's against the prophets who, Aren't prophets. <laughs> yeah. And one of the dangers that we all face is we may, as individuals, at some point be accurately hearing the desires of God, mm-hmm. 
and then the next day we're not, but we think we are. So like I said, uh, pray over it, discern. Yeah. Uh, Share it with others who are wise. Right. T take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, be very humble about what we think God wants us to do or what we think God is saying the world should be. Hmm. That's it, and that's a tough task, especially uh, considering last week we had a, a reading talking about uh, uh, be dressed for action, yeah. be prepared, Keep your life. ready, to, ready yeah. to go at a moment's notice. And then on the other hand, we also say like, and be careful about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 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 very double-edged sword there. Beware uh, the crusader. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to Hebrews then. Sure. Chapter 11, verse 29, and that goes all the way into chapter 12, verse 2. And it reads, By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For, t for time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, this is, we're basically continuing on from where we left off last. Uh, we skipped a few verses. We skipped but, a few verses that are, <clears throat> that are really good, but you can only do so much. Uh, uh, but, but last week we were in Hebrews as well, and this yeah. is just uh, just shortly after. Uh, and again, this is uh, um, just like last week. This is kind of bringing to, call, to, to mind uh, all, of, all of these things that have happened to people uh, uh, who had faith but may not have actually seen and come to fruition what was promised. None of them did. Um, yeah, 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 I guess none of them did. Yeah, and the and the part that we skipped was a little more about Abraham and about and then also a section about Moses. Okay. And then the rest of these are also from yeah. What we had today were from the Hebrews. Moses the very, Hebrews. is probably one of the more. Uh, uh, easily recognizable people who did not get a chance to see the promise fulfilled huge uh um yeah, huge, despite huge all the example. despite all the things that occurred in in that story that did come to fruition mm -hmm. the 
seeing of the promise, reaching the promised land was not one of them. He did yeah. not see it all the way up to the end. So what this this part of Hebrews is talking about is not just the prophecies that these various figures would have experienced, but the ultimate prophecy of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Mm. So even if Moses crossed into the promised land, he could still be on the list of saw great things, did great things, but didn't see the ultimate fulfillment. Mm. Um, it starts off pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed. Uh, um, uh, and, and I don't know, for, for, for me at least, even reading the, the end uh, of the passage, still, the, I don't know as if it, it doesn't fully counterbalance it for me as far as like, oh, and we ended on a real high note. It's kind of, uh, yeah, for me. For me, it's a lot more, uh, um, you know. Let's let's uh, let's keep these things in mind. Uh, and and when you're, for me, what it's speaking to me is saying like when you're in your woe is me, uh, uh, yeah, uh, position. Remember who you're surrounded with as far as witnesses and what they've gone through, and and who and, are supporting us now, and who are supporting us now, but. You know, uh, is it is it that it, bad? Is it so bad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the internet's down. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, let's see how many floggings is that? Daniel worth? was in the lion's den. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair point. Fair yeah, point. Don't All worry right, about I'm okay. Your email and text. Um, uh, yeah. So it, 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 this is to me, this is kind of like a passage of perspective. I'm not yeah, entirely sure that's if that's, way to put it. If yeah, that's it the is. intention. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and also persistence. Yeah. From that perspective, giving you persistence. Yeah. Um, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. I like that line. Yeah. Uh, who for the sake of the joy, I feel like oh, almost... J should be capitalized there. For who, for the sake of the joy, I'm not entirely sure what what is the joy. All the wonders of God's love. Okay, right, yeah, you know, including through uh, heaven. Right. Set before him, he endured the cross, regarding uh, the shame that goes along with that, and and taken to his rightful place. So again, all of these not being not seeing promises fulfilled, but Christ is the the Ful one is the fulfiller is the fulfiller yeah is the fulfiller and the fulfillment gotcha yeah anything else on 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 Hebrews here I mean um I th that's a, that's enough for today okay yeah we might come back to it next week <laughs> yeah <laughs> or Sunday during the summer. or Sunday during the summer. <laughs> So uh, the gospel reading this week is Luke chapter twelve verse forty nine to fifty six. This is a this is an interesting passage, uh, I will say up front. So, and it's pretty much just going yourself. in order through the Gospel of Luke during this period of weeks. Okay, okay. So it's so not we necessarily keep... saying you got to hear this today. It's like you heard these verses last week. Right. These are the fall. These are the next verses. You'll hear the next verses the next week after. And perhaps that comes into play here. So we'll mm -hmm. give coloring to to what this verse is. Yeah. Uh, it reads, I came to fire I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. 
I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is complete. Completed, sorry. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but you, why do you not know how to inter interpret the present time? Um, this starts in a un slightly unfamiliar <laughs> way here. Uh, this does not sound like uh, Jesus. Uh, I came to bring fire to the earth, how I wish it were already kindled. Uh, do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but uh, rather division. Uh, what? Yeah. That doesn't... What? <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of those passages that um, certainly within the... This is a fire and brimstone passage for sure, right? Or is it? That's my question. <laughs> um, yes and no. And I'm, okay. I'm glad you asked it in that way because... The way American Christians will automatically interpret it is culturally, which is fire and brimstone. Yeah. Because we're constantly surrounded by images of Christianity, of preachers who are preaching fear and punishment and get yourself right with God because otherwise you will be going to hell. This is about the world. It's not about an individual. Uh-huh. And that's one of the things that Americans with our individualism, which has brought so many great things, when it comes to Christian theology, most of the time it's a corporate theology. Mm. So it's kind of like, what? Yeah, this is for the human race. Gotcha. Not for me whether or not I broke one of the Ten Commandments yesterday. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's not about fire to punish me as someone who did something wrong. Right. It's instead about fire as purification. Making okay. the world a better place, of making evil no longer able to be active hmm. or potent, that Jesus is wishing that he could make all of the bad things that happen in the world stop happening today. What about the uh, the division uh, uh, part? I mean, obviously Luke like does this fun little circular like. Yeah, repeating logic. Like I, I get the father against son. We don't need to go through all the, <laughs> the twenty iterations of it. But uh, uh, you know, uh, the it, I'm going to bring division. I'm going to you know, houses will be divided amongst themselves. And uh, famously, I think, especially as Americans, we think uh, you know the the famous phrase of a house divided yeah. amongst itself cannot stand. Uh, so it sounds like he's tearing down something. Right. What is he talking about tearing down? The status quo. Okay. Because what people then saw as the ultimate stability was the extended family, much more so than any government structure, mm. much more so than any religious hierarchy. So Jesus brings this up because when people were under, an individual was under heavy stress, 
they would be able to say to themselves things along lines of you can always count on family. Blood is mm -hmm. thicker than water. Those kinds of phrases. Right. And what Jesus in this whole section is trying, section of the gospel, um, these verses and before and after, is trying to drive home to us is no, count on God. Mm. Even that thing that you think is almost sacred, if not sacred, the family isn't. It's instead mm -hmm. God who we're supposed to see as sacred. Okay. So yeah, this is the ultimate, uh, please don't give this to me on Mother's Day passage. Um, because it does say something important about keeping family in its proper place within our hierarchy of importance. Right. And at the time of Jesus, family was the ultimate safety net. It was the ultimate allegiance. And here he's saying, no, God has to be. Mm. And if family is more important than God, then we've gotten off track. And it's not a um, sort of 60s rebellion sort of thing. It is instead the, even that thing you think is so important isn't. So Jesus is not anti-family. He's instead trying to say, here's the thing you think is the most important thing in the world. No, God is. Try, he chose an <clears throat> ultimate extreme example to drive this home. Uh, so previous passage last week was talking about um, where your treasure is, yeah. where your heart will be also. So in it, this is a comment of, you know, your treasure is in, if your treasure is in your family, uh, then that's... You're off track. You're off track. It's yeah. not, not to say that families. Yeah, so it's not his. His point is not really that family right. is not important. Right. It is God's ultimately ultimately important. important. It is not the most important thing. Don't put anything. Don't put anything else above where the position of you know where God should be. Yeah. In, in, in and that position. And often where we've seen Christianity get off track is when, um, usually male family figures. Uh, be, make themselves more important than God, and how that various Christian cults have started. Mm, yeah, yeah, we've seen a we've few seen of those. It all too often. Yeah. Uh, so then the the second, it, the, then it feels like the 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 reading shifts a little to a different analogy. Uh, yeah. Um, and as uh, um, he he's talking about like, oh, okay, you know, you know when it's going to rain, you know when it's going to be hot. Because you can, you can, you know, the even even back then, the the we with, apparently they had weathermen. Uh, <laughs> well, I think part of his point is you don't even need a weatherman to see which way right. the wind blows. Right, right, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, take that local weather guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, verse fifty six. What what exactly is he talking about here when he says, you know, you know, you know how to interpret the appearance of sky, earth, and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? What is he referring to? I think in major part it's that we, and we still do, so I'll say we, in the present tense, we know it's going to be hot today, so we wear short sleeves. We know it's going to rain tomorrow, so we wear a raincoat. And we should similarly be saying to ourselves, we know God is going to give me work to do this day, so I should pray and prepare myself for it. Mm -hmm. We know God wants me to love all those around me, so I should make sure that I'm leaving the door with a kind and generous heart ready to give, but we don't. That we we know very easily 
the types of things God may need us to do in any given day, mm -hmm. and we don't prepare to do them. Mm. We, we leave our spiritual galoshes at home, even though we'll have, we'll be up to our ankles in God's love. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds appetizing. Um, <laughs> could, could this also be like one of those son of man passages where he's talking about like, you don't even, do you not even recognize who I am or what I've been called here on this earth to do? Yeah, it can be part of that too, that, you know, God incarnate is standing in front of you. Right. And I, you know, I'm three feet from you and the wind from Africa is coming from hundreds of miles away and you're paying more attention to the wind from Africa. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Um, Which again, right. we do each day of our lives today. Sure, 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 sure. And we pay more attention to things far, far from us rather than how God is present in our lives right now, right here. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Anything else on, on Luke? I have a feeling I have a feeling we'll come back to him later. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> again and again and again. I don't, I don't, it is, after all, a complete gospel. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, very good. Very good. So, uh, uh, well, then if there's nothing else, then I, I, I think we're going to thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, yeah, time, uh, time to get ready for Sunday, 8 and 10. 8 and 10. Uh, like I said, like I've said before, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, email us at uh, shortcut at hfec.org. Comments, questions, statements, epiphanies. Ideas, um, something you'd like to hear talked about. Absolutely. We'll yeah. take anything and everything. Uh, I'll take uh, uh, ideas for uh, more Stump the Priest uh, 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 yeah. dictionary words. And That'd be great. More seriously, something we've never mentioned before, but we should have been if you have a prayer request. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, this was your podcast for August 18th, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.